Live hackers, when you meet someone truly authentic, you cannot really skip that moment, you cannot really miss it, because the magic, the presence, it's, it's almost tangible. And when this encounter happens, you do not really need to talk. Sometimes you do, but even just being in the presence of someone who is really content with his life, with what he feels, even the silence with this person is so rich. And that's what I experienced today with Prem Sambavo, who is a beautiful, beautiful soul, an incredible group facilitator, who is really passionate about his work, about people who come to him, and about his internal and external spiritual journey. Even while talking to him, I was slowly, slowly going down and getting into a very healing space of acceptance of presence so i'm really happy to introduce and share with you the conversation that we had today patterns of happiness are frameworks that always work they are tools and practices that will bring permanent change to your life for better we're not looking for temporary solutions we change and transform we practice what we preach and we're gonna share it with you here be careful because you can become seriously happier today I would like to share with you a story that uh, is related to you and to what I learned from you. Yes. So, a- about eight years ago, I was translating for you and then I came back to Moscow. I, I was working in freight forwarding and logistics at that time. And um, I wasn't really pleased with, with, with what was happening there emotionally. Like one of the things was that uh, my director was constantly repeating that she could just find any one of us and uh, she could train them and she could hire them instead of us. So it was kind of stressful. People were changing all the time. And I remember that I came back from the three-day retreat with you and uh, something was happening in my heart. I felt that it was opening and I, I felt that it was becoming much stronger than it was before. So it was early, the day hasn't started, but she was already in the office. So was I, because I have just arrived from Kiev. And I came to her and I felt that it was appropriate just to share what I felt about everything that was happening in the office. And at a certain moment, I even started crying because it touched me so much. I was, I was worried about these changes. I, I felt frustrated because I was doing my best, but she was repeating that she could change anyone and whatever. And the funny thing is that she didn't freak out and uh, she didn't say anything harsh. She just listened. And then... She just shared what she felt and that she was anxious too. And that actually from her side, it looked like the best way to treat us with this, this hard way to, to say these harsh things. Everything has changed for me personally from that time. It started to become easier and easier for us to work together. And uh, we have never discussed this afterwards, but something 
shifted. I have left this uh, job many, many years ago, like seven or six years ago, but still this passion that you brought into my life and this ability to share what I feel, what I truly feel, not to manipulate, but actually to share what I feel is something that uh, I'm grateful <laughs> to you. So thank you. And um, I decided that it's just much better to introduce you this way as someone who taught me this thing than just to tell some facts from your biography. But yes. anyway, I would like to ask you, how, how did you come to this uh, moment in your life when you started teaching people to open their hearts and uh, they say that the healer is the healed. So w what brought you to this moment in your life? You know, uh, <clears throat> it's a long story, long just to say. I have uh, always from, uh, from a very early childhood, I have a deep longing to find the truth about um, myself and about life and to find a meaning of this life. I, from very early age, I would say, I was already probably 10 or 11, I start to ask myself, who am I? What is life? And the, the, the question is, uh, if I would be born uh, in America instead of Italy, or if I would be born in Russia, would be myself as well or I would be different so this kind of question you know and then later on I start already learn study and uh, learning meditation <clears throat> when I was a teenager but I was not really satisfied I enrolled into psychology I studied psychology for many years I eventually become a researcher for a while and a professor for a while but the road uh, of knowing was becoming drier you know, in the sense that uh, I was accumulating a lot of knowledge. And, and I remember I was uh, in a huge crisis when I was uh, 27, 28. I knew everything possible by psychology, but nothing could help me. Mm -hmm. And then luckily, I, I bumped again uh, to Osho, and I started to read his book, and I started to practice his meditation. And then uh, it eventually, it helped me to really see the life I was following was wrong in the sense that I, <clears throat> I was working in the, in the university, uh, but I was not happy. And then I, I, I say, okay, if I would die today, what I want? And I say to myself, I want to live on the beach. I want to do windsurfing at that time because I, I was loving windsurfing. And I want to work with people. So I quit... Uh, my job as a scientist at the university and move on to the beach and I start to be a normal ordinary clinical psychologist to work with people that was making me fulfilled even though I was not knowing where I was going and I, I, I didn't know who I was in a way but uh, be with the people in their pain and their suffering was somehow was giving meaning to my life and then I start a journey to myself, doing experience through groups, you know, to, I was starting to take the dust out of my heart, you know, groups as you uh, participated. And then it took me like uh, many years to come closer to myself. And eventually I come to other important process and, 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 and then uh, because of the background I have as a psychologist, then I became also a facilitator of these kind of groups where uh, there is a tools where we can help people to really get in touch with themselves. 
in a short time with you know device of meditation and presence the key is basically to help the people to open up you know to open their feelings to open their heart your episode you share just now just an example of what is the power of be vulnerable and open your heart and sincerely speaking from your heart so that's become my job and profession to help people to open up and to be sincere with themselves to be sincere with their feelings yeah just shortly my life <laughs> thank you just a quick question I, I guess you have thought about it for many times, but what is there in psychology that didn't work for you? I mean, what's the difference between the Osho practices that you tried and psychology that you missed, mm. that you lacked? Because I guess mo- some listeners may know, but I guess some don't know about the Osho practices and Osho groups as well. Well, psychology is a, is amazing uh, science, you know, it's beautiful. And there is a uh, many branch in psychologists that people sometimes when they think about psychologists they think about psychotherapy you know as a science to help people to heal or to find out about themselves but psychology is a huge science you know is a neuropsychology is a science uh, that help people in many different contexts and when it comes to a place to help people in their quest of who they are in their quest, what is my life, it become a little bit like uh, not so powerful because the psychology is a very young science. You, you think about it came into the world with Freud around 120 years ago. But humanity and man is living in planet Earth for much longer, you know, for thousands and thousands and millions of years if we look at this history of humanity. So I guess from probably from the man of Neanderthal and the very first man that come out from the monkey, let's say, I guess uh, out of his intelligence that he make him to survive and reproduce and spread to all, all over the planet, I guess it come also a moment where he asked, who am I? What am I doing here? You know, and probably looking at the in the in the dark night, look looking at the Milky Way with the thousands and millions of little lights down in the sky, he asked what they are what they're about, you know, what is trees about, what is sun, you know, what is life? You know, I think it's very human question to ask uh, what are you doing here? It's about eating, reproducing and breathing all about my life. I guess it is for an animal. An animal doesn't have a capacity to inquire in himself. And I guess this happened already millions of years ago. So in millions of years, man's and humanity have found many different tools and ways to know about this truth. Even if you think about, for example, to South America, Maya, Azteki, you know, Tolteki, Old Mackey, they have an incredible deep science to help themselves to find out who they are, what they're doing these planets. It's as quite astonishing that at that time, and we are talking about six, seven hundred years ago, that uh, civilization, they have a knowledge about astronomy that was quite sh- shocking without having any instrument 
to know about the sky, to know about the stars, to know about the movement of the planets. And do they have, they have that knowledge as well. They have a knowledge to help people to find out who they are, what their mission in life, what they, why they are here. You know, they have that knowledge as well. The Egyptian, they have that knowledge as well. In Tibet, even before Buddha was born. So in the humanity, in different civilization, there is this knowledge that is much, much ancient than psychology. If you're looking for, you can find that, that knowledge in the Veda, you know, in the Dhammapada, in the description of the Egyptian, in the pyramids. There is this understanding, you know, and this is available. Of course, we live in a culture of strong civilization and, you know, <clears throat> psychology is a quite a popular sign, so people are looking for there but hardly found a meaningful answer. Thank you. That's profound. Right now, I, I checked your site, and I saw that you have uh, three major groups, Fly, Passive Love, and also Primal. I wanted to ask you about Primal. I've had a chance to participate in Primal, and for me, it was one of the actually toughest processes in my life. It was some time ago. What I noticed and what I discovered at that time is that uh, my family is the origins for everything I have in my life, for the relationships that I have and how I treated my girlfriend at the time, and also for how I earned money and how I worked. I want to ask you, do, do, do you see this way? All the problems come from childhood and that we actually need to work uh, with all the issues and to remember everything that happened there to, to heal and to become different, to change. Yes, it is an important step in terms of um, uh, the wounds because the wounds in ourselves crystallize and they, they stay very much into our unconscious mind. So it's very important, powerful, if we look at these wounds. But basically, what primal does, uh, opposite of what the people think, people think they go to a primal to look at your wounds or what your parents has done to you, it's uh, make you against your parents. And definitely, there is uh, a deep anger towards the parents that has been uh, covered up because it's very dangerous for a child to when he's get hurt from their parents to express his anger because if he does the risk for the child that is get abandoned that's what the child think you know i cannot express the anger towards my mom and dad because if i do they will abandon me and if they abandon me i lost i die we do have inside of ourselves all of us even with the most amazing parents we do have crystallized anger and this is such a powerful source that we can access because of the fear. So the, there is a crystallized anger towards the parent. There is a fear that if we express, we get abandoned. Yeah. So there is this, uh, let's say, cold energy inside ourselves. So primarily to help you to unfrozen this energy and to use this energy to move into life. Because the anger... Uh, it's not just anger, but it's just an angry energy by per se. But anger is the source of our sexuality, is the source of our love, is the source of our creativity. So the roots is a person who can be angry, but the energy is 
is when it's free is moving to many other source like sex, love, eventually in meditation into prayer too. I'm freezing this energy, melting these energies that help you help a human being to become much more complete and much more stronger because it can access much more energy. And the people think they may be angry with their parents for the rest of their life. And actually, it's very much the opposite. You free this energy. And the moment you free this energy, you also see that your parents are just simple human beings. Your parents are, once upon a time, they were a kid, a child that had been hurt. And if you go deeper, if you go deeper into the inquiry, if you go deeper into the investigation, you find out most of the time, the hurts of your parents is the same hurts that you receive. You receive the hurts from your parents because they've been hurt in the same way from their parents. And if you go even deeper to that, you see that their parents have been hurt as you've been hurt. So it's a chain of repetition of these wounds. So doing primal, somehow you stop this. So probably you have a great chance do not pass to your child. And also when you get in contact with the fact that your parents has been wounded as a little girl, as a little boy, that will bring tremendous compassion for your parents. Just thinking about how your father felt when your mother slapped him, when his mother slapped him. How your mother felt when she was left in the orphanage at the age of five. You know, if you feel, if you think about not only for your parents, but for any other kids in the planet that receive the wounds, it, it brings tears to your eyes, you know, because a child that gets hurt is, is bring tears, bring a, like a sadness. So it brings tremendous compassion for your parents. And when this compassion arises, an incredible healing happens to your heart. Then you understand, then you are able to let go of your wounds. Vice versa is not. We always stay very resentful to our parents and then we poison any kind of other relationship that we have in life. You know, we, we, we fall in love with the man that somehow resemble our father. We fall in love with the woman that somehow resemble our mother. It resemble means that it resemble with the same kind of wounds we receive. So in a way, we still projecting. In a way, our relationship go into into the mess because of this projection. I have a daughter. A three, she's three years old right now. And um, when I was 18, I imagined that my daughter would never cry. What I found out is that it's just impossible. I mean, something is always happening. And I'm doing my best, always trying to be conscious and definitely stopping myself from like leaving some scars in her heart too. Like whenever I feel that I'm getting too emotional, I just freeze out and I just remember, okay, I experienced something similar in my childhood, so I don't want to take it to her. So I just go to toilet and sit there for some time and breathe out. But still it's impossible. Sometimes she cries for her own reasons, not because I did it, but, but it's not easy to be a parent for sure. I've read one post on your page that in Italy, a boy was found who was abandoned by his mother. And uh, you shared that it's the worst thing a, a child can experience to hear that he is no longer 
loved or that his parents don't need him. And even just reading it, it, it brings me to tears. When people remember this, then they have to take responsibility, I guess. How would you describe this process between the healed child and the parent? It's the process of the child taking responsibility for everything he experienced and as a child and no longer blaming his parent for that. Yeah, you ask many questions in one question. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's good. I just want to, first of all, uh, tell the dynamic inside the child. So the child, uh, <clears throat> he makes himself responsible for everything. If a parent, for example, drink and is an alcoholic and is turning nasty towards the family, towards the child, the child thinking is about him. Dad drink because I'm no lovable. Dad doesn't come early to home to play with me because I'm no good enough. So the, old, the child is always making himself. It doesn't think about the parents unless the child become a little adult you know on the teenager time you start to really see your parents but before everything wrongness that happened in the family the child take as is personal then what happened when you become a teenager there come a time when you start you start to say hey wait a moment it's not about me it's about my mother is about my dad and then is the time where the most difficult moment happened between parents and child that are no more a child they become a young adult so big fight big quarreling then the the the, the young man or the young woman is start to see it's not my fault it's my mother's fault and of course sometimes depend on the level of the wounds we receive there is people who are being resentful their, to their parents to the rest of their life and also to take all about to take every responsibility on yourself as the child does is no good to throw it all the responsibility on your parents is no good either <laughs> what is the way the way is uh, the understanding the understanding that first of all everything that happened into your life you are responsible. Even sometimes the Buddhists have this saying that is very beautiful. He say, they say, if you walk under a building and from a terrace, a stone, a brick fall into your head, it's your fault. And they say, how come it's my fault? Yes, because you choose the moment, you choose the building. So you are, you are the one who choose to pass under this terrace. And it looks quite absurd. But why it's so powerful to start to tune that everything that happened in your life is your responsibility. Because the moment you start to have this, then you start to develop a, a possibility to change. Even if you have a, a situation with your husband or with your wife where you clearly feel is their responsibility, but to find a painful situation, whatever painful situation you are, or whatever joyful situation you are, you are responsible. That gives you a chance to change your life. Because the moment you say it's other people's fault, then you cannot change it. How you can change it if somebody else's fault? I like this word responsibility. Because basically it's two words. is 
you can divide in respond and ability, ability to respond. So a person who take responsibility of his life, it take the ability to respond moment to moment. And this gives you tremendous power to change. You know, even if sometimes it's very, very difficult and it is difficult to understand that you are responsible because it's very, like it's very strong mind conditioning, you know, the mind make you blame, the mind make you complain, the mind make you victim and the mind make you take throwing responsibility outside with this attitude of your mind you cannot really change your life so in the primal we start to look yes you have the wounds your parents were what they was free yourself from the wounds free your heart from the pain and start to tune with the fact that you are responsible for your life it doesn't matter what your parents give to you it doesn't matter how hurt you've been from your parents free yourself yeah what we do in the primal we bring people into their childhood to feel their wounds and to free themselves from their wounds and then we support people to become mature without the energy of these wounds and mature to the point that they, they say, oh, yes, I have my strengths, I have my power, and definitely I can change my life. That's what people usually feel after primal process. They can feel how they're free from all the weight, the weight they receive from their parents, and yet they're empowered to change their life. When I listen to you, I, 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 get, I get somewhere. I feel something. It's not just a regular conversation. As we're getting a little closer to the end, I wanted to ask you about some tools maybe that you could share with uh, the listeners that they could already apply today. Maybe they could do some meditation. I don't want to enter into the field of meditation because the field of meditation is, uh, you know, it's not that it's complex because by definition, meditation is... To be present to whatever it is. Boom. That's it. <laughs> no. But to learn the art of it, it takes probably years, you know. To be present when you're happy, it's it's easy. To be present when you're making love, it's easy. To be present when you're angry, to be present when you're hurt, that's the different <laughs> thing, you know. But that's basically the heart. If I can suggest to any simple device that work powerfully to people, when you have problems, you know, when you, even when you lost the key of your car and you cannot find it, the suggestion is stop. Whatever you are, when you have any situation, stop. If you can, even a standing, stop, close your eyes and do nothing. Just be totally there with the eyes closed present to yourself that's it. it can be five minutes ten minutes that's enough after quarreling with somebody where there is a lot of agitation where there is a fight just stop for a moment if in the middle of a fight with your girlfriend or with your boyfriend you just stop and you close your eyes and you feel Something changed also into the other person. Even in the middle of, uh, of a day into a work situation where you're crazy with things, even when you have so many things you need to do it, 
and you know you don't have a time to do all of them and you're rushing from one thing to another thing stop and do nothing and just for for 10 minutes and suddenly what happened you see that you the time start to expand and suddenly what you thought that you could not have all the time that you need for doing what you need to do, suddenly you start to, some different things start to emerge from yourself. It's a chemical things. It's a brain energy things that happen, that science measure with the machine. When you stop and you close your eyes and you feel yourself, and you relax your body without doing anything, even with your thoughts in the mind, that's totally fine. Do not stop your thoughts, just be there with your thoughts. But when you stop and you close your eyes, your brain activity go for beta, that is the frequency of your brain, to alpha. So basically what happened, beta is a 25 hertz per second, 25 cycles per second. Alpha is just the half of it, 12, 13, cycles per second so the brain activity the vibration of the brain just reduce from half from 25 or beta activity go to alpha and this bring you brings the brain in connection to different source inside that were not available when you are in the beta activity so just to stop even for five minutes and feel yourself close your eyes and feel yourself there is no need to go to Himalaya. There is no need to go to, you know, uh, whatever uh, exotic, mystical journey. It's beautiful. I did all of them. It's not that I did. <laughs> They're beautiful. But sometimes the most powerful things can happen when you are in your uh, desk at the job, when you're in your house with your kids. Just stop for a minute. You, you can even try for a moment with your young child you can tell them, now we do an experiment of stop. Let's do I, I I show to you, and you, you as a mom, you just close your eyes, and you just be present with your child. And child say, mom, mom, I say, just an experiment. Just we close our eyes for a moment. You will be there with that. Child can very receptive. They can know these things very well because they can really feel it. Don't need to do half an hour, just five minutes, boom, simple like that. And you see immediately there is a shift of something inside and outside. I'll definitely do that with my daughter. The last question for today. Even right now, even when we talk about parents, but especially when you talk about meditation, what I feel from you is passion. I want to ask you, is this something purely Italian? Or is it something you discovered in yourself when you started asking yourself who you are? Is it something everyone can learn or not? No, it's, it's not about Italians. Of course, Italians are Latin people. It's about be a seeker of true. You know, when you come closer, closer to the true, um, it brings you enthusiasm for life. And if you think about this word, enthusiasm, these uh, words come from Greek. It means enteo. Teo means God, means fill up by God. So when you start to come close to the truth, you feel that your heart is full of the divine. 
And the divine is pure joy, pure passion, pure longing. And more you are close to the true, more you want to have the true. And more you want to have a people discover their true. More you want to bring this beauty of life to other people. So this is just, I think it's it's probably... 30 years of searching that is coming. And uh, it's true, I'm getting hold of but more and more passionate, you know, more and more. And I, I do feel I have a much more energy of what I have 15 or 20 years ago. It's like, I feel my heart is even, but it, literally even more energy, really. I can run faster, longer, doing more things, you know. The good things when you're aging, you don't need so much time to sleep. The body needs less time to sleep. So I have a lot time for meditating, reading, and doing things. So, so you, 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 grab, you grasp something about my being, basically, because I, I like meditation very much. So uh, the divine is really filling my heart all the time. So but good, good, good eye to recognize this. Thank you for sharing. One last thing. Is there any way people can connect with you uh, if they listen and just realize that they want to get in touch with such a passionate meditation and uh, group facilitator? So sambabo.com, it's, it's, it's a way where they can find out uh, groups and meditation that I'm doing. And uh... I will also put the link in the description of the podcast. Sambabo, thank you very much for your time. Not only for the listeners but also for my heart it was really healing thank you thank you uh, dimitri thank you to you. we'd love to yeah. see you one day in person again <laughs> yes yes i hope so bye-bye my friend bye-bye have a good day <laughs>